broadcasting live from the R&R Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio. 9.20 a.m. on a Tuesday. Uh, an eventful last 24 hours, uh, to say the least. Um, Lincoln Kennedy, my great co-host, uh, is with us. Lincoln, uh, thank you very much. Uh, looking forward to talking to you today uh, in the huddle, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Uh, and Lincoln, let's just get right to it. Uh, obviously, an explosive day yesterday, a disappointing yeah. day yesterday. Um, and Sunday. And Sunday, <laughs> and yeah, certainly. Uh, and Friday, uh, frankly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Uh, at this point, a loss to the Chicago Bears, as disappointing as that was, pales in comparison to everything else that's happened Certainly, uh, over the last 24 hours. John Gruden having to resign, and rightfully so, uh, putting himself, the Raiders, uh, in a really bad spot. I know a lot of this happened over 10 years ago, uh, you know, and then over the span of seven years. Uh, but when you're a public figure like John Gruden, when you're one of 32 people on the face of the earth that do what he did, which was the head coach of a, of a professional football team, there's some level of, there is a level of privilege to that job uh, and responsibility that comes with it. You're a leader of men. Um, and when you put yourself out there the way John Gruden did, I know it was, it preceded his time here with the Raiders, but it's a bad look for him. It's an impossible look uh, and position for the Raiders uh, and the organization. And I think it was the right move for him to resign. Um, short of being fired, which I think would have been the next step. But, you know, uh, Lincoln, you know John Gruden. I know John Gruden. Uh, it's disappointing that somebody that I know talked in those terms, thought in those terms. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, I was appalled, uh, like appalled, appalled, and disappointed. And uh, you played for him for multiple years. You know John Gruden. Um, this is the first time you and I have talked about this. Uh, off the top, your thoughts? Shock. I guess the best way to put it, I, you know, I, I remember I was there when John Gruden got hired. I, I, I played under him for four years, uh, saw the good, bad, and the ugly, not in reference to these emails, but never heard him use words like I read in the emails, never heard him refer to people like I read in the emails, never, ne never once was I around him and thought that he would be the type of person who would say these things. Um, you know, had dinner, been around his family. Thought I was pretty cool with him. Let me just put it that way. Right. Even when he came back, still thought we had just picked up where we left off. We had a good relationship. We talked when, you know, when, when we were around and when we used to travel with the team, we talked. Right. You know, and, and then, you know, COVID happened and everything changed. And, but, but still, going back to this, this time and age, you know, where these emails are referring to, you know, I, I think it was, it was probably, it was the year that we went and played Green Bay in Canada. And I remember specifically talking to Gruden at that time and asking him, what are you doing back here? I mean, you, you, you were on top of the world. Think about it. That time at ESPN, he had Monday Night Football. He had Gruden's camp or whatever it was. He was on commercials. He was really on the top of the sports world. He was a modern-day John Madden, if you would. And he came back to coaching because he told me he missed coaching. And so I doubt very seriously at the time would he ever think that these type of things would come back to haunt him. I say that to say this, you know, 
I, I, I'd never seen, I, I never thought that. I was still in shock. I'm still trying to process it. Where do we go from here? I understand he had to be fired or let go. I, I, I get it. And according to his, his press conference, he didn't want to be a distraction. I totally understand that. And you, you Look, Vinny, it's simple. In, in this day and age where you have organizations across the climate of professional sports who are actually changing their titles and their identities to be, quote, unquote, more acceptable or more politically correct, um, I get it. You can't have someone in your house or you can't have someone who's leading your team as iconic as the Raiders are to professional sports and have that disparaging past. So I understand that, but I'm. this is not the person I thought I knew. Let me put it that way. Likewise. And, um, you know, I, I texted him this morning and he texted back. And, um, you know, he's he's uh, there's no condoning what he said. And I'm no. not even going to try because um, I don't agree with it. And I think that this was the the the, the, the just outcome, uh, the logical outcome. I could go even further and say what he said in that email uh, about uh, Damar Smith, I thought, crossed so many damn lines that. I would have not been shocked, surprised um, at all. Right. Uh, had he gotten fired just off of that or had to resign just off of that. And to me, it would have been warranted. I know that there's a lot of disagreement out there. There's disagreement right now that he's resigned over this. That's ludicrous and ridiculous to me that uh, there are people amongst us, fans amongst us, uh, that can't see why this had to be done. Right. That can't see. And, I, I, you know, talking to some some people around the team today uh, about how, number one, from a humanistic standpoint, Lincoln, you, you, don't, you don't want to be associated with somebody like that, especially as the leader of your team. You just don't. No. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You, you can't. You can't afford to. No. And then number two, if you're talking about it in football terms, this was going to hover for the rest of the year. And oh, for however that. long John Gruden um, you know, uh, stayed with this team. And that's unfair to the players who, by the way, now have to answer it um, tomorrow. Like, I I texted a player, and I'm not going to reveal who that player was, and and the response was, now, Vinny, you know damn well (laughs) I can't comment right now on on any of this. And I totally get it, and I understand, uh, because I'm sure the organization, and rightfully so, has said, hey, just keep, lay low for for at least today. Today was the off day um, from, from, you know, my perspective. You know, in our perspective, uh, we would have loved to have had access. But I, I'm almost glad for the players, Lincoln, that today was an off day that they could d- digest this, process this, away from the correct cameras, away from the microphones, um, and just sort of be able to wrap their head around everything that's happened, Lincoln. And I go b- as far back as there's people in that locker room, including one in particular, but many others, who fell under um, the scope of what John Gruden was saying about certain people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, yeah There's yeah, people yeah, that yeah. rightfully should right. be offended right now. Right. And imagine being th- some of those players, Lincoln. Um, this is a guy that you look up to in some ways. He's your coach. He's your leader. For 100% of the people that are in that building, the players that are in that building, they were handpicked by John Gruden. Right. They're his players. They they there's a connection there, a link there. You know that um as as a player, you yeah. kind of joined at the hip after yeah. a while. That's the guy who stuck his neck out for me to draft me, yeah. find me. Yeah. Um you know, we're we're in this thing together and to find that out about your boss, about your play, uh, your 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 a coworker, a um uh, the leader of the team, that is difficult to have to process. But then the other part of it is 
here we are as a football team trying to win football games. We're three and two. Everything's, you know, it's the, nothing is out of reach at this point. They're they're okay. They're in a good position record wise to do what they want to do. And all of a sudden now, uh, the head coach, due to his own uh, lack of discipline, his own irresponsibility, uh, irresponsibility, his own uh, doing, self-inflicted wounds that caused this massive controversy that cost him his job, and now put the players in a in a very very difficult position. It's just a difficult thing to have to deal with, and it's good for them probably that they had the day after today. I think you you hit the nail on the head because it's the one that I relate to the most, being having been in that position, is that the athletes just want to focus on the game. You come to work every day because you want to win. You want to be a champion. You don't. You don't. You don't enjoy dealing with a lot of the off the field crap that you might be confronted with, or somebody's going to ask you about. And in this situation, you know, you'll have some guys that that'll sit there and think, "Well, this is before my time." Hell, he wasn't even a coach. Why is it such a big deal? Might not get it. And that's usually some young guys that just don't really pay attention to the way the world is. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, everybody, I think, has a, a, a handle on reality and understands what's going on. Uh, but the players just want to play. Yeah. And they just want to win. And rightfully so. That's their job. That's exactly right. And so, you know, you when you look at it that way, it's like, well, hey, let's just get through this. If, and if they're able to pull out a win against Denver, you know, this weekend, a lot of it will be masked. A lot of it will kind of die down. It'll sweep under the rug. You know, I, I remember at the, the, the height of our season when we went to the Super Bowl, you know, Barrett, we, all, everyone on the team knew about Barrett's problems with bipolarism, and they knew that he was having issues. But the reason they didn't get out, news was different back then, obviously, than it is now. Yeah. Um, but the main reason they didn't get out because we were winning. And we had other guys that got in trouble in the streets and stuff like that, but didn't get out because we were winning. Right. So it wasn't really noticed. It you know, kind of came to the helm, obviously, with the Super Bowl and everything else, the distractions that, 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 that came down. But you know, in this instance, when you have your it's – your, it's your head coach. It's, it's – uh, you know, and I'm kind of relating to it in a similar way to when the stuff broke about Urban Meyer. You know, the stuff came out about him in the video, and everybody was saying, well, they're not winning, and he should be let go. And so – Shoot, I mean, it's early in the season. A lot can change. Yeah. You know, he's a first-year coach, you know, and the head coach. And so, I mean, all these things, you, you find yourself, or I found myself, not, I can't speak for you, but I found myself kind of trying to make excuses for, yeah, it's bad behavior, and no, no, you can't do that. Right. But this is inexcusable because the first email about D. Rory Smith, even though I found it appalling and insulting, I was trying to deal with it like, okay, what well, is 10 years ago? Maybe he was had a couple too much to drink or, you know, whatever. However you want to blame yeah. it. It's inexcusable. It was a bad day. Yeah, it was it a bad was... day. You know, just get it out. You know, okay. It's a, but, and then the magnitude of everything else. Um, one, it's, it's, it's ignorant. Yeah. It's ignorant. The conversation, the verses are ignorant, and I expected better out of Gruden. Mm-hmm. And two, it's absolutely stupid. stupid. Why would you send it to – a team's website or a team's email. Right. You know, if you're going to talk about somebody, you're going to be a dumbass like that. Why would you send it to a team's yeah, email? Exactly. Okay. And now, and we already know how we got to this point. They were looking for stuff for the owner on the owner, Dan Snyder, because they wanted him out. We, we understand it. Okay. We know that this was not, Oh, let's just go through some team's random emails back 10 years. No, they were fine. And now, it, it, for and I will say this, I think Gruden has to fall on the sword because they found something about a high-profile guy that they can go after, and you know it's cost him his job. Yeah, and it, it's it's not a hard decision. Like when you when you're if you come across something like that and you go, "Wow, who sent John Gruden?" Was yeah. Saying all this, I mean, it's yeah. 
it's a hard place to be in for whoever you know uncovered it because sure it's it's a whistleblower kind of a situation, yep. um, and you know so so uh, you know John had to walk away at this point. He didn't, you know, he understands, uh, even if it's, well, he understands, I know that he knows in retrospect that he hurt a lot of people. And, you know, what he expressed to me is I never meant to hurt uh, anybody. Um, I mean, you, 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 you take it at face value, but you know, in the back of your head is like, how could you not know that whether you were thinking this or expressing it to somebody or like literally saying it to somebody's face, like if you can't say it to somebody's face, it usually there's usually a reason for that. That's right. It's because it's bad, and right. so if if you can't say it to that person's face and feel good about it, then you should definitely not say it behind their back um, or you know in in an email like that. Uh, out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Fish is on the line. How you doing, Raider Fish? Hey, uh, Link, Vinny. What's up? Wow, dark, 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 dark day. Yeah. For the nation, baby. But uh, you know. One thing that is starting to anger me is some of the um, some of the wagon filled with hypocrisy that they're tying to the post named John Gruden. I mean, the NFL is using this low, overripe hanging fruit of John Gruden to claim, and I'm using that word claim, that they're invested in in, in, in awareness against racism and in, and then they're all for inclusion. You know, this to me is a candy-coated BS pellet that they're trying to force down our throat. You know, where oh, we're this is reaction to something you slipped up on a banana peel. Okay, this isn't the NFL taking a stance. I would like the NFL to get back to me when they say, "Hey, we're going to make an effort to make sure the next expansion team is owned by a minority group." that the vendors and the contractors building the next stadium, they employ our own by minorities. And you want to talk about misogyny. Why don't we get the cheerleaders off the sideline, put microphones in their hand, put them, put clothes on them, and let them be the ambassadors and the spokespeople for the NFL. The hypocrisy. we got all the talking heads now. You know, uh, it, it's just Gruden did what he did, and he's getting what he got. It should be just that. But for everyone else, to pile on, and, 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 and the NFL to me is like wrestling, okay? I watched wrestling because I knew it was fake, but the way they packaged it was entertaining. And that's where I am now as a consumer of the NFL. I, I appreciate, long- yeah, appreciate the call, uh, Raider Fish. I, I mean, listen, um, you know, I'm not going to get on my soapbox soapbox about the NFL, and, and they have their warts as well and flaws, and they've handled things poorly in the past. But I, but I do believe Lincoln – uh, that that whether you're talking about the NFL or the NBA, um, and, and yes, it's a business, and making money is the point. Uh, let's face it, but I, but I do think that over the years, as more things happen, whether it's domestic violence, whether um, you know it's 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 racism or homophobic comments or or you know uh, inclusion for for whether you're talking about minorities women um you know i think that there's been some progress uh, in that regard the nfl does put a lot of money uh, into those efforts they do have the rooney rule they 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 have tried to make um uh you know uh, f- take forward steps in order to create more equality are we there no not at all but to say that they're just paying it lip service. Uh, I disagree because I've been in meetings. I've, I, you know, at, Mark Davis is building 
um, right next door to the Raiders facility. A uh, it's an Al Davis, uh, Eddie Robinson Academy to try to promote um, and 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 get you know minority candidates in coaching, general manager, front office, public relations, scouts, all of that onto a right track and be able to to, to be able to uh, talk to the right people. And 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 so there are efforts in the NFL to address these issues. You can't. It's not going to happen overnight. You can't tackle all of the issues. And even when you're trying to do good, Lincoln, something like this might happen. But but let's hope that it's just more of an isolated incident than, you know, uh, than, than, than a reflection on everything that's going on in the league. Because I refuse to believe that, Lincoln. We're not, we're not ignorant enough to believe that, you know, just because we're in, in, in 20 year 2021 that uh, – Racism is gone. Hypocrisy no, yep, is exactly. gone. And misogyny is done. You know, we're not we're not going to go and and go out and be that foolish. I agree with your point. There are steps to be taken. I re, you know, I, and I hate to keep going back, but I remember in a time when when I played, you know, there, there was a stigma running around that the the, the league collectively was a get afraid of black quarterbacks. They were or, or disinterested in black yeah. quarterbacks. You know, I know Warren Moon personally, great guy, Hall of Famer, uh, and and fact is he didn't get a fair shake. Because of the stigma, but I think they've kind of addressed that. They're kind of moving past that because now you've got look at the number of black quarterbacks that you've got the 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 eye or the focus of, of the team or or the you know the image of the team. So which is a it, beautiful thing. It's, exactly, you just allow the talent to speak for itself. Yes. You don't worry about a color. And and then look at the 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 the, the women that are involved in sports, especially in in the NBA mm-hmm. and upper execs. And as well, you got coaches coming along. You got more female broadcasters, which is you know once upon a time was absolutely unheard of. Exactly. You know, so I think there is progress to be made, but I also think that that was that was sort of what Mark Davis had to the sense of urgency to do something. I think that's why it had to happen because you could not allow it to stand around. And maybe Gruden was wise enough to say, you know what, I was I was dumb back then, I was stupid, I was ignorant, and I, I did a, a things that I can I, I definitely have to be ashamed of, and I have to live with it. Yeah. And 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 as he said in his press conference, he doesn't want to be a distraction. He would have been a distraction if he stayed on. The Without team. question. You know, it would have uh, been t- it would have been dangerous. Yeah. Back out to the Raider Nation uh, listener line. Cade uh, is on the line. How you doing, Cade? What's happening? Good. Good, good, good. Um, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, do you know anything about how the locker room's doing with all this? I know uh, with what Gruden said and did and all of that, it's disappointing, but uh, that's that's one way to kill a locker room. Um, I know they had to get rid of them because of that reason, and not just because of that reason, but because of, you know, you just can't say or do those things and, and think you're going to get away with it, but... Um, you know, just just kind of, if you have any insight on that, I'd like to I know. do, actually. Um, and uh, I've talked to a few people today, and uh, here's what I would say. Uh, everybody's disappointed. Everybody's shocked, um, rattled, shaken. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. Again, you know, John Gruden was the face of the Raiders. Let's face it. I mean, this is his baby, his operation, his team. His roster, this this rebuild was nearly done, um, you know, with his fingerprints all over it. Those are his players in that locker room. So there's a human side of it, which, oh, man, you know, like, A, that was our coach, the guy that said all that stuff. That's the guy I'm buying into. There's disappointment. There's anger about that. There's disillusionment about that. So no question about that. All right. 
but the show must go on. The NFL ain't going to postpone any games <laughs> right now uh, or cancel any games just so the Raiders can get things together and get their heads wrapped around this and get to a good mental uh, place. They're not going to do that. So guess what? There's a game on Sunday. There's a season to play. In that respect, the people that I've talked to today um, basically said, look, the only thing that we can do at this point, the best thing that we could do at this point is use this as a rallying cry. This is going to be what we fight for uh, this year. Um, in spite of all the issues, in spite of everything, everybody thinks we're going to tank at, at this point. Everybody thinks that the, to- the season is going to go into the toilet at, at, at this point. The only thing we can do is prove everybody wrong by being mentally strong, by moving on from this uh, and playing some good football uh, moving forward. Whether that happens or not, Remains to be seen, but Lincoln, they really have no other choice. The show goes on, and they're going to have to quickly move on uh, and start playing some good football immediately, starting on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and and then of course we in in our positions have to deal with the the ponder or the either the speculation of that if this affected them playing on Chicago, uh, playing against Chicago, if this was hovering over their heads in some capacity. And I don't know the answer to that. I, I just know that I, I just know they came out flat. Yeah, but they started flat every. They they started flat just about every game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They came out slow, and it, and and it took them a while to wake up. It just didn't happen in the in the second half, like like we've seen in other games, or where or where they finally got things started. It just it wasn't there. It was dropping balls, you know, just just uncharacteristic across the board, and they were being pushed around on defense, which is something we really hadn't seen. All year, yeah. I mean, consistently. You know, what I mean, there was this, they had no answer for Chicago's running game. They had no way uh, of you know of of, of containing uh, Justin Fields. He was just he only completed eleven balls, but for goodness' sake, he was looking like an all star out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no, I I agree. Um, and uh, we're gonna have to take a break here in a yeah. second, but uh, but I, I'm in total agreement. And I think they were the better team than the Chicago Bears. In spite of yeah. it all, they 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 they, they had many down. chances. But they but the drop balls, Lincoln, yeah. and all the penalties. Right. It kind of I don't want to use that as an excuse. Uh, you know what happened on Friday, but it's probably valid. You know they probably their their minds were. And Jerry West told me this a long time ago. A percentage point of a percentage point of a percentage point of a percentage point off your focus at this level can yeah. get your you know what handed to you. It's just, oh, especially in the National Football League, without you know what I'm a saying? doubt, absolutely, yeah, exactly. absolutely. So I think we saw a little bit of that uh, on, uh, on 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 Sunday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. on a Tuesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Right back to the Raider Nation listener line. 502 Raider D is on the line. How you doing, brother? Hey, if you guys want to talk about it, and I understand that you do, 702-365-9200. Lincoln and I are here uh, to to shed, um, you know, any light that we can. Uh, You know, I've been talking to people all day, so I have a lot of, uh, you know, information to pass along. I know Lincoln uh, has as well, and Lincoln played for John Gruden. He's been in... Uh, tox- not toxic situations, but, you know, as, a, as an athlete, Lincoln, then you referenced uh, the Super Bowl, uh, and that, that might have been the most glaring and the most big moment that was, you know, affected by something that just dropped out of the blue like a lightning bolt. Right. Uh, but I'm sure there were other times where 
you know, there was drama, whether it was out in public or, you know, that, that only the team knew about, that you had to, uh, you know, uh, kind of set aside and just rectify in your own head uh, to set aside to be able to go play at a high level. Um, and it's not the easiest thing to do. No, it's not. And and it's it's really hard for me from a personal standpoint because, um, you know, I, I, I still consider John a friend. Right. Bruce Allen was a friend. He was the general manager or actually team president when I first came over to the Raiders. One of the reasons why I came over to the Raiders uh, was was his actions in getting me over there. That was before John Gruden showed up in 1996. And so, you know, I, these remarks and from what we've seen about the emails just on what John said, and for the most part, they haven't been, you know, the stuff that, that Bruce Allen said wasn't necessarily released and that I didn't see all of it. But it's, I mean, it's sickening. It is. It is. It's, I feel it's, like it, I got it, kicked it, in the stomach yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. It's gut wrenching. It's, it's sickening. It's so disappointing. And that's why when I heard about the news last night, I was watching the game with my boys, my, my sons, and my head went down. Yeah, me too. I just, I, I didn't know how to react. I didn't know what to think. And the first thing out of my 15 year old son's mouth was, whoa. Whoa, Dad! What happened? And I had no answers. Yeah, exactly. You know, because this is not a person I thought I knew. You know, the references to, to Caitlyn Jenner, the references to Roger Goodell. I never, I never knew that side of John. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, look, there have been other guys who have played for him who have come out and just you know thrown him against the wall, and you know, he's a fraud. And I'm, I'm not going to mention names. They don't deserve that type of credit. But right, you know, it's it's. It's disheartening when you think you know someone, even though there's stuff that happens behind closed doors all the time. You yeah. know, I, I never knew Rex Ryan was into his wife's uh, toes the way he wanted to say right, it. But, right. but it is what it is. I, your personal I, I, I didn't want to know that either. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But, yes. I mean, it, these are things that you find out. I'm like, whoa, okay, well, all right, all right, let's just keep it moving. Keep it right. Moving. But I'm not going to come out and throw him against the wall like, oh, I knew something was wrong. I'm not that type right. of guy. You know me better than that. Yeah. It's, it's really disheartening that we've come to this point. It is, uh, and and it, and it hits it it hits close to home because you know I didn't play for him, uh, but I've I've covered this team for two years, and there's a certain uh, relationship that that sometimes gets built, um, you know, uh, when when you cover a team. I mean, yeah. you know, when you need to to, it's just it's just part of the process, and and as a result of that, there's like. Any number of times where there's, um, you know, a communication and, you know, uh, and you get to know people, right? Yeah, you get to yeah. know them. And, and, and so, and I don't want to be associated with, with that kind no, of stuff. That's, I, a, that's, 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 that's why I hung my head so low. It's like, I don't, I don't know how I can look at him the same after this. I can't, you know, and, and here's the thing, you know, um, people are like, well, it happened 10 years ago. And first of all, it didn't just happen 10 years ago. This, the, the, the latest emails uh spanned uh, you know 2011 all the way up to just about when he you know i believe when he took over the raiders you know um so uh it, it spanned a, a good chunk of time seven years or so yeah all right and then lincoln let's not be naive to think that it only happened in that right. six year seven year period right. this is probably something you know or he's spoken uh similarly um about people prior to that and maybe since that, it just hasn't, you know, come out. And does it make him a racist? Does it make him homophobic? Does it make him sexist? I don't know. I, you know, I, it's, 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 it. I don't know. He, if he did, it's he's he's been acting pretty dang 
well for the last however for his whole life basically because it didn't it doesn't appear you know like when you talk to somebody you kind of have a pretty good idea of oh boy this is something that I don't ever want to deal with ever again you know right. you know right. I, I've walked out of rooms let's put it that right. way I've been at parties where I've said this ain't for me I'm right. out of here why I'm like I don't I don't that word's not cool with me so see you later uh, go do your own thing but I'm never you know count me out um, type of thing. And I never really got that sense from him. And, and so I can't say that he is for sure. But for what whatever reason, he felt that he had some sort. Of, and I know that, you know, when you're talking to somebody that you consider a friend and you feel like it's only going to be between you and that person, uh, there's a level of comfort where you start talking like you probably shouldn't be talking. Um, and, you know, it, Lincoln, this is what bothers me. Oh, I'm sure if they went through your emails, they'd find, you know, they ain't going to find that kind of stuff at right. all. Right. You know, if I've slipped up here and there trying to make a stupid joke or something like that or be funny, you know, um, you know, uh, maybe in my past, who hasn't really said something that they probably regret in a funny kind of a trying to be funny. Right. Yeah. Um, but this wasn't anything to do with humor either. That's the other right. part. It was right. strictly anger. Yeah. Spitefulness. Right. And hatred, and, and right. so it wasn't even coming from a quote-unquote funny place or lighthearted place. This was right. hard place. Yeah, it was. It was, and it was hardcore. I mean, it, it, when you mix out everything, you know, about the the half-naked women and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, I, I get it. I, I get that part. I mean, guys do stuff like that. I, I, I've been involved in stuff like. That. I'm not saying that I'm a saint, but right. I've never used that type of language to describe anybody. And even when, even when as a kid, when you know the, the the, the there were certain F, words the, that, there were certain words that were derogatory and that you learned that were even more hateful and spiteful as you got older you refrained from it, you got away from it yeah well we just we, we we live in a world where we need more love and less hate exactly so we can't perpetuate we can't you know just look the other way when stuff like this goes on no matter how long ago it is because when you're in a recognizable position you have influence over people right and and you know the thing is don't call me soft because right. I have a bat I have a re reaction to it and I have a strong reaction anti-reaction to people that say that don't call me soft and that's a classic I'm not saying that you know that's a classic bully tactic oh you're just soft you should be able to take it no the point is you shouldn't be saying it you shouldn't right. be acting that way it's on you not right. me I'm reacting accordingly like that's despicable to me and I'm gonna tell you that that's despicable to me or actually that it hurts me right you know if you say it to my face or something like that um, so I don't feel like I'm being the weak person by telling that the person that's saying that type of stuff, that that doesn't sit well with me. So, um, and you you hear that a lot. I mean, I, I obviously I've been on social media now almost nonstop, much to the chagrin of my wife. Um, you know, as this has been going on more than I normally am, I guess. Um, but you see some of the reaction, Lincoln, and it's kind of disappointing, frankly. Well, it's really disappointing. I mean, it really. I mean, you have. A lot of people in the Raider Nation are disappointed with the way the team has performed the last two weeks, and I get that. And now you have, you know, from people who supposedly like Chucky or the fact that he would come over and, you know, shake the Raider Nation's hands after a win and take pictures with them and a whole persona, now you're, 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 you're totally against it. I mean, it's – look, that, that's what's so confusing. I mean, you, when you think about – you know what he said about the, the 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 Rams when they drafted you know the first openly gay player. Well, he's got a gay player on his team. You know it's I like know. it's like how am I supposed to react or how am I supposed to know which which one is really you? That's what's so confusing about it. Exactly, and you know? and to take that one a step further, you know I feel I feel I feel bad because um, you know it puts 
We're talking about Carl Nassib. Right. Um, uh, you know, it puts him in a bad position. Like a like a all of a sudden now, obviously, someone's going to have to ask him about that, whether yeah. it's me or another reporter. The next time we talk to him, and um, I, I I feel bad that I'm putting him in that position because now he's going to what? I have to speak for an entire population of people right. or group of people because one punk dumbass had this to say um you know about me and other people like me like why do i have to answer for his stupid comments you know and and nothing he says like it's just i feel bad that he has to be in there demon yeah i was just gonna say because carl nassif he was on darren waller's podcast a few weeks ago and he's like what other what other freaking guy now he didn't use that word but what other freaking guy would have to come out to his entire freaking workplace yeah and like and how much how much strength that that took alone. Yeah. So for him to every time, if anybody got a camera in his face, anybody got a second with Carl Nassib, if he was still the coach, it would be like, so Carl, how are you dealing with this? Right. And he would have to fend off all these questions. That's, that's just another reason why he couldn't be in this locker room. Right. Exactly. Uh, no doubt about it. Thanks, Devon. Um, that, that, and that's the whole point. Like, even now, it, it's going to have to get addressed by by Carl. Um and and he's because of John Gruden and John Gruden's immaturity um, and irresponsibility. Now Carl's gotta have to chime in and say something about it. Derek's gonna have to talk about it uh, tomorrow. All the other players are gonna have to talk about it uh, tomorrow. And that's like a, you know, um, it's a punk move to put your players or anybody else in a position now. Now they gotta have to answer for you. How do you, does it make you feel? How do you think it makes me feel? You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm Carl Nassib, how do you think it makes me feel to read what he said? Well, how would you feel? You know, and that's why, like, he didn't say anything that personally offended me. Like nothing was said directly to me. But as somebody that basically loves everybody, and I try to, uh, unless you're just, you know, uh, a bad person, um, it hurts me that it hurts them. And I'm never going to not be that way. So I feel bad for Carl Nassib, um, you know, and every black player that's in that, uh, that, that's in that building and every female referee that had to deal with that nonsense, what he said about them. Um, you know, I just, and, and so I'm angered for them and I don't understand Lincoln. This is the thing that gets me. I don't understand how everybody doesn't have the empathy and the capacity to understand it might not directly hurt you, but we're all in this damn thing together. And if it doesn't affect you, um, as it relates to, you know, other people, like you can't see that, how that would hurt other people. What the heck, man? How long, you know, like, like it just bothers me, Lincoln. Well, it's, it's, it's an ignorance, a stupidity and a selfishness, what it comes down to. And that's why I say, you know, we need, we need to promote more, love rather than disdain and, and, you know, and intolerance, you know, to, to people. I mean, we have to, have to understand that people are different, you know, and, and it's, you should not elect, you should not, uh, you know, allow their difference to, to affect your relationship or to your friendships with them. You know, I was open to, I was asked many times while I was a player, how would you react if you had an openly gay player in your locker room? And I said, every time it wouldn't bother me. He's not, he's right. not there to date me. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's there to play football. You know, and I remember Ezra Tuolo from Oregon State when he played. He was a good friend of mine. We're a good friend. I never knew Ezra was gay. Right. And then when he finally came out, I was like, dude, we hung out at bars and right. we picked up girls. And he was like, I, I just had to make the look because yeah. it was machismo. And, and you're, you, so when you think about things like that, you're afraid to let, be who you are. That sucks. That sucks. You know, but we can't we can't perpetuate that ignorance. We can't we can't allow it to 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 keep going around. You have to make changes. You can't. And it's just so unfortunate because I did like Rudin, 
And now I really don't know how to f- react or how to feel about him. I'm, I know. Honestly, I'm, it's, yeah. it's too fresh. I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. And and if I do, you know, uh, he said, hey, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll sit down, blah, blah, blah. When I do, I'm going to say it right to him. I'm going to, you know, like, like that's the type of person that I am, Certainly. too. Like, I'm yeah. not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, it's all good. I'm going to say, what were you thinking, man? Like, that's just disappointing. And, and yeah. I know there's a level of him that this is killing him. He knows how much he's disappointed and let down people that I truly believe, Lincoln, that he actually does care about. That I do know. Yeah. I, I, I do know that he, you know, and, he, and he's, he's, he said this, you know, I, I, I truly do love everybody. And you have a funny way of kind of showing it, number one, right. uh, is sometimes in private, but I don't doubt that, you know, so, so it has to be really, really, really killing him that this all came out and it's changed him forever. His legacy, I mean, oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just took him yeah. out of their ring of honor. He's never going to go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, not that that, that was necessarily a possibility, but he's not going to get their, advertisers are cutting them loose. Um, it's changed everything for him over yeah. some stupidity and anger. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. it's a lesson. There's a lesson in there for a lot of people uh, to uh, to adhere to. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Imajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Uh, by the way, if you want to chime in, and we, we urge you to, I know a lot of people have a lot to get off their minds. Uh, we're here for you, 702-365-9200. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back uh, to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. It's been a whirlwind. Uh, I know there's a lot to process, uh, Lincoln. Uh, I mean, you th- just think of it in these terms, Lincoln. The last eight days, over the course of the last eight days, nine now, let's say, the Raiders went from 3-0 and their quarterback was being spoken about in MVP terms. They were, you know, uh, one of the hot teams in the AFC. The playoffs looked possible. Uh, and in the span of the last eight days, literally the last eight days, they lost to uh, a division rival, L.A. Chargers. Then on Friday, their head coach uh, comes out, you know, was, was describing uh, DeMar Smith from the NFLPA. Uh, in in very racially insensitive uh, in a very racially insensitive manner, um, if you if you don't understand why that might be to all the listeners, just Google it. All right, uh, I, I, seriously, like how do you not know that that's offensive? I mean, my goodness, do some history. Open up a history book about bigotry and about symbols and and uh, racist um, uh, you know uh, words and descriptions. Just do yourself a favor and do a little bit of homework. So then there's that to deal with. Uh, Friday, right at you know one two o'clock on Friday. All of a sudden, now they they play the Chicago Bears. They lose that game. I'm convinced that there was a little bit of uh, carryover from what had happened with with John Gruden on Friday. Guys are dropping balls. Uh, Derek Carr and his wide receivers aren't on the same page. Uh, various times, offensive linemen running into each other. I mean, we've seen a little bit of that this year, anyway. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. That was before the Eagles <laughs> came out. Yeah. But it just looked like there was maybe a little bit of focus that was off. And then a day later. The head coach 
has to walk away because uh, a bushload of, of uh, other emails um, are, are un- uncovered or, or leaked out, which just he takes a blowtorch just about everybody, everybody, in one form or another, yeah. in all kinds of derogatory ways. So in the span of eight days, that's happened, and now they're left the Raiders to pick up the pieces, including like Derek Carr, like yeah. you know, um, <laughs> what what's his future going to be about? You know, if I'm if I'm Derek Carr. I might be waiting around to see, okay, exactly who you guys are going to hire as the head coach here, you know, before I start deciding. Like like a week and a half ago, Derek Carr um, and the thought of Derek Carr and being a Raider for life was everything that he was thinking about. Now, Certainly. I'm not so sure. Like, like he's got to find out, like, who is the quarterback? What's the offensive system going to well, be? Well, you know, here, here's the thing. Um, you know, and moving forward, I – Gosh, this is so difficult to talk. Uh, here, here's where I think might be a, a little bit of a silver lining, and I got a best. I got to find out, figure out the best way to phrase this, so I don't seem insensitive to what we're dealing with. Um, I have been arguing for time and time again in every medium and facet that I could that the offensive line, offensive coordinator get, needs to get off the sidelines, needs to get upstairs, needs to have a bird's eye view to take the emotion out of it. I, I, I know that as long as Gruden was a coach, he would never relinquish play calling anyone else. Olsen and Derek Carr know this offense through and through. And Derek's even come out and said that he's finished some of John's thoughts, So and he's got a check-with-me system that's, that's pretty extensive. So you can see that he knows the offense, and I think he realizes what type of weapons that he has. Maybe, just maybe, this could be a way that they could be a little bit more efficient. On offense. Just uh, can I stop you right there yes. real quick? You know, I've been talking to some people today, uh, yeah. Lincoln, and um, I would almost say that that's a guarantee. And I'll say this, too. I think that um, the relationship that uh, Derek has with Olsen, uh, when we're talking about the offensive coordinator, Greg Olson, um, is such that and so strong that I would imagine that, A, um, Derek's probably going to get a little bit more freedom uh, in terms of, game planning in terms of play calling in terms of what he's doing at the line of scrimmage i would also think that uh greg olson isn't john gruden and so you know you're like oh Vinny, that's obvious but i'm saying it in this from this perspective whereas john gruden might have been a little bit more run to pass it might be reversed under under greg olson and they may not even have any choice at this right, point yeah, because yeah. of the way the offense but, but John Gruden has been known to be right. a little bit stubborn uh, yeah, even if it's bit. not right <laughs> even if it's not working right. he's going to make damn sure that he's going to at least keep trying to make yeah. it work sometimes to the detriment and yeah. I don't think that that's necessarily going to always be the case so to your point and I wouldn't be afraid to say the silver lining Lincoln look at these players have to do by them but you know right by themselves this team has to do right by itself uh, John Gruden for you know uh, whether you like it, whether you don't, whether you agree with them, which I can't understand anyone that does, uh, or disagree with them, whether you hate them now, whatever. He's in the rearview mirror. Period. Right. That's how life works. Um, you, you, sh- you, you, people have been fired all the time. You, remember, you know, you show up the next day, the office is cleared out, and you move on. Somebody else takes the office, and you move on. You don't sit there and like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? And if you do, the train passes you by. 
So you better get back on it and and get back at it. And I think that's what the Raiders do are doing. And and whether you want to call it a silver lining or feel bad about saying, hey, maybe this can actually work out a little bit. You well, I mean, because it's so fresh. I'm exactly. not. I'm, yeah, th- and and that's, I that's, where you're yeah, from. that's the heart of it because it is still fresh. It's hard for me to process, as I've yeah. said the entire show, what we've learned about John Gruden, somebody that we know and exactly like and, and liked. <laughs> And I, and that's the that's the only way I know how to put it. I also know that you know from when, um, from when uh, when he left the team after the Tuck Rule game, when he left and he was traded to Tampa, I understood what Rich did moving forward. Rich Gannon became more involved in the offense, much to what we're speaking. And then he was next year, the following year, he's the NFL MVP. Derek has that potential. Now with this offensive line, hmm, a right. sketchy, uh, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, I, and 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 trust me when I tell you, it hurt me because I was defending this offensive line up until last week when I saw second down and one, and they lost in two yards. Yeah, there is I, I can't defend them anymore. They stink. It's and just it's it, it, it's yeah. it, 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 there's no way if ands and buts about it. They stink. And Alex Leatherwood needs to play better with his hands. I know he's strong. You cannot have those penalties, those holding penalties. You cannot get beat up like that because this team needs you. So everybody on that offensive line has got to get better. Colt Miller has played his ass off. He did a wonderful job against Robert Quinn, as best as you can do under yeah, those situations. Yeah, Robert Quinn was pretty much yes, iced out. Exactly. So, but, I mean, you've got everyone's got to progressively get better because you still got 12 more games to play before we talk, start talking about the playoffs. This is a good football team. This is a capable football team, but they have got holes on both sides that have to be covered up in order if this team's going to be successful. Yeah, because they sure. were out muscled against the Bears. Yeah, they were just they, they. And I think you know when you said when when you said you gave up, not gave up on the offensive line, but just kind of came to the conclusion that they are bad. Yeah, I think I might have tweeted they're not going anywhere fast if you can't run the ball. You know, and it's not it's not about setting up the pass and all that. You know, there's statistics that show it doesn't matter if you're a good run team, you can still play action pass effectively. Blah 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 blah. But Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, put it beautifully when he said, you have to be able to run the ball because there's a level of physicality that yes. comes with that that, so that the other team has to honor. That's and true. if you're not being physical, physical with that exactly team right. they, and, and they don't respect it, that yeah. means they're running the show, not Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's out, what happened in the Bears game. Yeah. Out to the Raider Nation listener line, Lamar is on the line. How you doing, Lamar? Hi, doing well. Uh, I had a just an unfortunate thought and question to raise. Um, going back uh, about 20 years or so, I know the majority of people or uh, coaches on Gruden's staff um, was within his coaching circle uh, within the past 20 years or so. Uh, speaking on um, uh, the D-line coach. Uh, Rod Marinelli, Gus Bradley, Bradley um, yeah, uh, Greg Olson, um, the, the current uh, head coach, uh, Rick Bisaccia. Uh, all these guys are, are, are connected to Gruden in one form or fashion. Is there something that you wanted to add? just wanted to know, how do we know for a fact that this is still not going on within the Raiders or uh, amongst each other and the, the coaching staff, um, knowing that they do have a personal relationship with Gruden uh, that spans over you know multiple years, how do we know that this is just uh, just a one-off with Gruden? We don't. Um, we don't. And you know, um, the fact of the matter is, 
those correspondences um, were were uncovered as part of an investigation. And to the Washington football team. To the Washington football team. <laughs> so we, were, we won't know, you know, unless they open up an investigation to every, all 32 yeah. teams. Right, know. right. And so we're not going to know <laughs> private right. conversations between uh, John and any of his right. personal friends or current associates or former associates, I guess we can say now, uh, with the Raiders. So we don't know. Um, and that's just, you know, kind of the fact of the matter it is. And we have to hope for the best and hope that everyone that's remaining on that staff doesn't have those kind of feelings or wouldn't say those kind of things. Um, and, and, and we can hope uh, anyway. And that's exactly what I do. Uh, I hope that for, uh, for everybody's sake. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinnie Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Give us a call, 702-365-9200. We'd love to get your thoughts. I know this is a tough time for Raider Nation, but we're here to talk it out uh, and try to get to the bottom of it and make some sense of it. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Tuesday.